0: I'm an Welcome to another episode of Shadows in the Cave. I believe this is episode 17. Uh, my name is Edo Zelos and if you're just discovering the show I've done 16 others just like this. Um, so I welcome you to uh, hit those archives and check it out. Uh, it's just uh, just me, a professional therapist, talking about a lot of the Struggles that we face in our ascension to, uh, you know, to make sense of this life, you know, because sometimes that's very hard to do. Uh, but with the proper guidance and perspective and acceptance of certain things, it's very possible. And I've seen it many, many times. Uh, you know, you could reach me at DeadboyLostInLA on Instagram, or you could reach me on EdelZeddles80. Or shadows in the cave on Twitter. Uh, and i I have performed zero maintenance on that twitter account and, and and I know that's something that I wanted to do, but I've been incredibly busy, which is a good thing. I, i've I've had uh, an enormous amount of work uh, over the last three months, and actually, I took about a month and a half off because I've also been traveling a lot. I you know, so it, it's been a very positive hectic schedule, if if that makes any sense, Uh, because everything that I've done over the last three months is something that I love to do, so it's something that I welcome, I'm not burned out in the least, uh, because helping people is what I was put on this earth to do, and I've been doing it, and everything's great, so enough about me, let's talk a little bit about today's topic, and that is, it's pride month, right? It's a month where we celebrate the acceptance and the awareness of the LGBTQ community so which I have a lot of friends that identify as part of that community and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the struggles that they go through or that they've gone through or both uh, you know even if we've had, You know, our ignorance level uh, has been lowered as a society and our acceptance level has gone up for that particular population. There is still a lot to be a lot of work to be done and there is still a lot of ignorance and lack of acceptance for that population. And thus, they still struggle day in and day out with their identity and who they are? And that's something that we're going to talk about. And I, and I almost was hesitant to, to do a show on, on that topic because I, I don't identify as part of that population. And myself, I'm still learning about that uh, the LGBTQ community. Um, so I was thinking, am I the right voice for this? Should I do it? Should I not do it? But you know, I, I, st- I started to think, what connects me to them? And there's two things. A, we're both human beings right me and anybody that's here on this earth trying to progress and make a better life for themselves are connected by our humanity and b we're both part of marginalized groups now you know there's a whole difference there as well because i didn't have to hide my identity from being a latino even though i've been discriminated against even though i've seen the oppression that my population goes through or my demographic goes through uh, on a daily basis. So I try to hold on to those connections and bring a sense of understanding, even though I I will say here up front that I myself do have a lot of ignorance uh, with the LGBTQ community. And I apologize in advance. And if there's anything that you guys would like to educate me on, then you could hit me up on my socials that I said earlier, and we'll have a conversation about this. And Because my whole deal, my whole philosophy on life is that I'm a lifelong learner. I never stop learning because the moment you stop learning is the moment your heart stops beating and there's nothing left. So I don't like to be the smartest guy in the room. I'm not the dumbest either, but I'm there in the middle and I'm always willing to pick a little sum up and enhance my capability to understand the things that I I, I haven't been able to uh, understand just yet. So anyways... With that in mind, let's get started with this topic. So, you know, one of the things, because I have worked with LGBTQ populations uh, at my jobs, so a lot of them, I work at a hospital for the people that don't know, and, and I do a lot of therapy uh, interventions and to stabilize uh, individuals. A lot of the people that I see have already attempted suicide and they, and they failed. A lot of people that I see have already had psychotic breakdowns because me being in a hospital, uh, you know, it's not it's not a, it's not a medical office. It's 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 a place where people have already performed the action of negative behavior to put them in a setting of life or death, and and it's my job to stabilize them mentally and allow them to seek aftercare, you know, when they get discharged. And I've dealt with a number of people that identify. Uh, as part of the LGBTQ community, and I've learned so much from them, you know over the last year as I work with them. and it it, it pains me to listen to their stories because as a person myself that you know I, I, my my job is to guide people to their full potential, right? And so by default, I could never get in the way. Of their identity because in order to reach your full potential you have to reach into your authentic self you have to be an authentic person in this world in order to have some sort of spiritual uh, uh, contentment or satisfaction there's no two ways about it you know anytime we're playing a role it's it's not sustainable and it, it eventually collapses because it becomes a house of cards and the more pressure it has, the more it's going to collapse. And I, and I see that time and time again with people in the LGBTQ community who they they have this weight on their shoulders and a lot of them haven't come out yet. And even the ones that have come out are, are getting some sort of negative feedback from their families, are getting are getting judgment after judgment after judgment from from their from their communities, from from their families. Uh, from their friends so it's it's very overwhelming and it's very you know it, it can make you feel so helpless right I mean because it, it's there, there's so many what we call double bind messaging which means no matter which which way you turn you're gonna be wrong and that could lead to a sense of shame and a sense of guilt which in turns forces you to go back into your shell and start living a role that's not authentic to who you really are. And that's really where the problems arise because you're trying to suppress feelings. You're trying to suppress emotions. And what happens is that feelings and emotions don't go anywhere. And I, and I bring this up many, many times in my therapeutic groups. It's like you have to process what you're feeling because either way, those feelings are going to come out. And they're going to come out through, a, through addiction. They're going to come out through negative behaviors. They're going to come out through... Trauma-guided behavior patterns, which means you're going to do some uh, possibly self-harm, or suicidal ideation. So those are the things that, that manifest as the feelings trying to come out of you. So that's why it's very important to process these feelings and try to reach for your authentic self. And if your authentic self identifies as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, it doesn't matter. Because you have the right to fulfill your life with the meaning that you give it. And we're going to talk about some of the hurdles that get in the way of that because I understand how challenging they could be. One of the hurdles, obviously, is the idea of being judged for not living the quote unquote uh, right way, okay? Or not living, uh, there's a stigma behind you know uh being gay or being lesbian or or being transgender or even bisexual whatever the case may be there's a stigma behind that that's constantly being judged and questioned and it, it it forces the individual to question who they are or maybe not even be proud of who they are and the reason why that is is because we live in what's called a systemic society which means that we feed off of each other and we help our own a our, uh, develop our identity right so uh, in other words our families guide our identities in our in our in our earlier years all right so from like when you're a baby to a, to a kid to an adolescent to a young adult we're constantly being influenced by our beliefs and attitudes from our family and then later on from our friends and then later on from our expanded communities, etc., etc. So whatever they define as being normal is what you're going to identify as as well. So in a lot of these places where uh, being gay or being lesbian is still not seen as there, there's still a stigma behind it, that's going to influence you in a negative way. It's going to start to... Uh, Systematically influence how you feel about yourself, and what I mean by that is that you're gonna you're gonna be surrounded as you're growing up with these, all these microaggressions towards your identity. Even even with the people around you that don't, there's no malice intent. You know, it's still it's still how they're living their lives day to day because that's the that's the what they know. They're reacting to what they know, and that's the education that they have in regards to um, you know the LGBTQ uh, identification. So that's, it starts very early on and, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be verbal because it's always going to be around you. This idea that, you know, you better not come out because the moment you come out, there's going to be some judgments against you. And of course there's also cultural factors. I mean, when you, when you're coming from Latino families or Asian families, you know, they're very collectivist culture and it's still very embedded in that masculine identity, right? So it's, 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 uh, there's not only judgment, there could also be violence against the person when, when they want to come out. Um, And of course those are, those are cultures that are, that are still very conservative, but doesn't matter the culture because at the end of the day, I think as a, as a society, there's still, there's still this stigma around uh you know the lgbtq identification and that starts to really feel heavy to somebody who doesn't want to accept that they don't belong to the lgbtq community right and 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 i'm and i'm I'm talking in a very simplistic form. I know there's a lot of variables involved, and I know that you know there's a lot of people that that are that are gay, lesbian, transgender, etc. That don't even want to belong to that to that uh, population or that group, even though they're out and they're confident, because that in itself brings a lot of stereotypes, right? Like like I, I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked to transgender individuals that don't want to be lumped into you know with the gay and lesbian uh, population because the the way you perceive the world is completely different and so there's this idea of like why we're all marginalized groups so they just lumped us together which in turn confuses the issue and people that are ignorant are going to tend to stereotype all of us with the same brush right and that's not right and that isn't fair so there's a lot of people that are like I don't want to be part of that you know and I understand that, and, and, and it's hard and it, because that's a choice that was taken away from you. So, again, I, I'm talking in simplistic terms, and I apologize if, if, if you're one of those individuals that feels that way, but I have to keep this show moving, and, and I have to continuously go back to identify the population. Um, so there's a lot of trauma that comes about. With the systemic microaggressions that people grow up with, um, and you know the the constant validation of the oppressive na- the oppressive nature of identifying with the LGBT community, All right? Because again, there's even even though there's sometimes we do hear it verbally, sometimes there is there is a, a, an expressive action that's tangible and you could see it and it hurts um actually many times it's like that i would say the highest percentage is all these little passive aggressive things that you see around you that that's really frustrating all these little microaggressions that are performed and you see them and you're like i can't come out because nobody's gonna accept me because i could see how people are reacting already you know and 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 you see it everywhere. You see it in movies. You see it in, in, in schools. You see it in the communities. All these negative stereotypes about the LGBTQ community are out there. And all they do is validate the insecurity that a, that a young adult might have when they're deciding whether or not to come out. And that, that is heartbreaking to me. And it's something that I really try to understand and I really try to help guide the individual to that self-acceptance, which we're going to talk about in a second here. But first, I wanted to give a very, very quick and simplistic definition of the LGBTQ and what each letter means or or, or what they signify to a lot of people because it's different. And again, going back to what I said earlier. For a lot of people, they don't feel that they should be painted with the same brush because every single one of these populations uh, perceives the world differently and they also perceive how the world sees them differently. And they also have different stressors as well, which is very important. But let me just get through a quick definition just off the top of my head and so we can move forward because I want everybody to get an idea of where we're at. And there's also a lot of ignorance as far as, you know, What is it that transgender people prefer compared to like a lesbian or or a gay person? So I want to talk a little bit about that real quick. So everybody has a sexual orientation and gender identity. And sexual orientation is who you are romantically or physically attracted to, right? And when we're dealing with lesbian and gay individuals, they tend to be attracted to the same sex partners. So males are attracted to males. Females are attracted to females. Bisexuals—they they're attracted to both males and females. You get me? So transgender individuals—it's all about gender identity, and that is the internal sense of being a male, a female, both, or neither, which is separate from your biological sex. Okay? So people who have a different sexual orientation or gender identity from most from from—they uh, usually fall under the umbrella of LGBTQ. And it's really important to know that identifying as LGBTQ is not, let me repeat this for you folks, it is not a mental illness or disorder. And that's very, very disrespectful. And that's one of the issues that a lot of the people in that community must deal with constantly is that judgment of trying to fix them. There's nothing to fix. All we could do is accept. And all we could do is understand. And all we could do is give them the right and the liberty to pursue their spiritual contentment, okay? A lot of the reason why people are trying to fix the LGBT community is because they fear the LGBT community. They don't understand the LGBTQ community, and thus they react with hate and judgment and, and prejudice behavior and whatnot. And But that has made a lot of the people in the LGBTQ community incredibly resilient, And they tend to thrive in the face of adversity, you know, and, and it helps when they have supportive families, communities, and peers that at the very least understand them because just understanding them and not having a judgmental mind towards them goes a long way. There's a sense of comfort that comes with that, that a lot of individuals don't have or they don't have for many, many years at least. And so... That's where we're at. Uh, so, like I said, uh, gay and lesbian uh, individuals they tend to uh, be attracted to same-sex people, right? Um, or people that, I, that 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 identify as as the same sex as well. Whereas transgender's uh, individuals they don't they don't they don't feel comfortable with their with their gender identity. They don't feel comfortable with the, the gender that they have been assigned, right? So they might have a penis, but they, they identify as a female, or they might have a vagina and they identify as a male or they might ha- or they might identify as both or neither. The point all, the point of all this is that these different populations, although they share commonalities, they're also incredibly different and they share different stressors. And they share different uh, triggers that that could lead to negative coping skills down the line. All right. For example, you know, transgenders have to deal with a lot of body dysmorphia issues. They have to deal with a lot of uh, discomfort, physical discomfort, literal, literally physical discomfort. Right. I, I had a patient. Um, about a month ago, who had to uh, remove her breast because it was a life or death situation for her. And does that mean that she's going to go around, you know, um, being attracted to uh, women? No. She loves men. She loves men. But she herself identifies as male. And, you know, even then... Uh, having the full reconstructive surgery is something that's not in her plans right now, and so it, it's it's again it's very um, it's very important that we know the differences in this population so that we could begin to understand them, you know, better, and the variances of each one of the populations that we're talking about. And again, I'm talking in very simplistic terms because I know even within the microscopic sense of the population, there's a lot of variances there as well. But unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get that, uh, to get there on, on this particular episode. Um, there's also a variance of oppression within the LGBTQ, I'm sorry, the LGBTQ community, because uh, a lot of these individuals also, sometimes they, they come from like, you know, second and sometimes third communities that are marginalized, right? So we might have a gay black person or a lesbian, indigenous individual. So we have so not only are they dealing they're dealing with different layers of oppression and different layers of of social stigmas that they have to process and it only adds confusion to their to their identity. So you know these people all have these complex experiences that cannot be easily addressed in one area of their lives. So I think what I'm trying to say with all this is that at the end of the day, even if you're part of the LGBTQ community, uh, it does not mean that you're processing your trauma the same way that another person that belongs to that community is as well. And that's why it's very important to sit down and talk to the people in the LGBT community, communicate with them and understand them because every story is going to be different. And there's, there's so many different variables to everybody's story. Um, and we'll talk about the common, the common threads in a little bit, but I also want to make sure people understand that stereotyping trauma is also a bad thing. And it could also be very triggering to people, you know, um, there's people that were there's people in the LGBTQ community that have been out since they were you know ten years old and they were accepted by their family and that's great but they still have to process the the oppressive oppressive nature and and, and the um, and discrimination from from occupational opportunities or you know uh, medical treatment you know there, there there's all these. Different layers, like I said, the the the, the microaggressions and, and, and the um, you know the passive aggressive nature of our society tends to block certain opportunities and 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 take away resources from these marginalized groups. And the LGBTQ community is one of those groups, right? So so people are interpreting their trauma differently, you know. And, and so again, just because somebody Came out very young, got accepted by their community. They still have to process trauma that was instigated by the stigma, the societal stigma of of being gay or lesbian or bisexual, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so, having conversations with them and understanding them and starting where they're at. You know, I never, I never talk to anybody that's in a marginalized group and start them where I'm at because that's incredibly unfair. I have a different experience. I always. I always meet them where they're at in their lives, and we and we take it from there, right? So there's there there's that issue, and of course that could lead to financial problems. I mean, when when you're when when you're getting uh when you're not allowed to have certain occupational opportunities because of your your sexual identification or your gender identification, then that leads to financial stressors, right? And so on top of everything else, now you're dealing with financial stressors, which are incredibly frustrating and could lead to a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. And, you know, that could lead to some sort of substance abuse because now you have to self-medicate because sometimes you don't even get the proper medical care because of how you identify yourself. So you see that, negative snowball effect, how this horrible systemic world that we live in kind of puts you in this bubble and just will not let you out. And it makes you feel like you're choking and, and you know, it's almost like you're, you're, you're trying to get out of this bubble and there's no exit. And, you know, at the same time, people are telling you that, you know, we're progressive and we're changing and this, that or the other thing, which we are to a certain degree, but there's still a lot of stories out there of people not given the right opportunities because of how they identify themselves right then we th- were then we're talking about and and for a lot of people this is even the worst when your own family has created that sense of not being allowed to to be who you are that that you know and, and it's 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 so unfair because people that identify themselves as the LGBTQ community, they, it's this horrible, uh, I don't know, uh, like they get to actually see people, in particular privileged groups, they get to see them strive to have a, a, a great love life or, or financial success or this idea that you know we're gonna we're gonna self actualize, right? That everybody has the right to self actualize, but you have to play by my rules. And that's the that that's the horrible crunch of it all. It's like, well, you know, you're not telling me, because I haven't told you, by the way, but you're not telling me that it's that 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 it's not okay to, uh, to be gay or to or, or to identify as bisexual or lesbian or transgender but everything around you is reminding me that it's not okay and here I am not comfortable trying to live you know playing this role that's not who I really am because I'm so scared that the moment I, I, I say anything that remotely touches that taboo subject, For my community, I'm going to either be hurt physically or just be, you know, guilt shamed or or judged to the point of possibly even death, you know, because a lot of people, unfortunately, just can't bear that thought. And and, and they never really even come to terms with the idea that you should always strive to be yourself, unfortunately. And I, I completely understand because... The the societal pressures are so overbearing, right? Because what's the point of us coming out and being honest with who we are if we're going to be cast away, if we're going to be shunned from society, if we're going to be told that we could be fixed, that we're going to be told that there's something wrong with us, or if we're going to be told that, you know, you don't belong here. And worse yet, possibly even physically be abused or hurt. And that that idea, just the idea, is incredibly painful. And I and, and I I empathize to anybody who's ever felt trapped that way, because I I couldn't even imagine waking up every day and being something that you're not. This is a huge part of people's identity, how they identify themselves as gender-wise and with sexual orientation. It's a huge part of their identity. And yet, if people do openly express this part of themselves, they face the potential of rejection from their peers, their colleagues, their friends, their families, their communities. And that just, I can only imagine how lonely a person must feel, you know? More so because not only do they feel lonely because they can't really uh they can't really attain that brass ring that everybody else supposedly has the right to attain right the the, the the that family the job the the success they can't do that, but not only that there there's also the physical loneliness because they can't go out and be with who they want to be with or they can't be in the body they want to be in or identify with what how they want to identify as that that's i empathize with that struggle because it's the feelings that come with that are completely valid and they're overwhelming and i could see why there's a lot of people out there that want to commit suicide because our society has like I, like I said earlier, that bubble that they put you in, how are you going to get out of it, right? Because they tell you, you could you could come out and open up, but look at what's waiting for you, right? And thankfully, we live in a world where there's more and more acceptance by the year, and there's more tolerance, which is a word that I hate, by the way. It shouldn't be used, but that's the reality of it, Um but there's still more to to. There's to, the fight goes on, and there's been a lot of great fighters over the years that have fought for the civil rights of the LGBTQ community, and you know a lot of a lot of people have left their their blood, sweat, and tears on the floors of legislation, on the floors of courts, you know, to try and, and, and push equality for the LGBTQ community. But again, those microaggressions, that cultural ignorance still lies there and there's still a foundation of that that needs to be eradicated. And hopefully, you know, everybody the the, 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 the thing about being an individual is that you have the you have the, the capacity to break the chain of ignorance within your family. Right? So a lot of the younger people that are that are being exposed to a more progressive world through the internet, they have the capacity to say, "I'm not gonna carry this that my family." This kind of ignorance that my family has been carrying for generations, I will no longer carry it. I can't control what they're gonna do. I could control what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna cut it here, and I'm gonna be more accepting. I'm gonna ask questions. I'm gonna, even if I'm scared. You don't, you don't react with with, with negative action, right? You, you confront your fear and you ask questions and you extend the hand of acceptance to something that you don't understand or someone that you don't understand. That's, that's how we come to a compromise. And you move from there. And that's the choice that we all have. And unfortunately, we're still manipulated by our past. By our cultural past, to where we're, we're still influenced by people around us that say, "This is not right." You know, being gay is not right. Being lesbian is not right. Being transgender is not right. That's not the way we we ha- we. That's not that's not the the, the, the proper family values. Well, who, why? Why 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 isn't it? Why? Because the only thing I could think of is that people are scared of something they don't know, right? So that brings me to my next question. Or I'm sorry, my next statement. I said earlier, in order to strive to live your authentic, most self-actualized uh, um, experience in this world, this life, you have to be authentic to who you are. You have to acknowledge who you are as a person. And you have to accept it. It's called radical acceptance and we all have to do it I have to do it everybody has to do it now radical acceptance is not trying to be perfect radical acceptance means that there is different layers to who we are there's different aspects to what makes us a human being and the acceptance of that both negatives and positives because we all have negatives and positive traits and at the end of the day is the acknowledgement of the negative traits that are going to make us better people because then we could stop ourselves before we uh, give in to those negative attributes that we have, you know. Sometimes we, can't re- sometimes we can't change them because a lot of the times they are ingrained in who we are, but we could be aware of them and try to control them or even uh, uh, not give in to that behavior. Anyways, I digress. So accepting who we are because being... being Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, whatever the case may be, it's only a part of who you are. And you should be proud of that. You should be proud of who you are, of who you, of how you identify yourself. But there's other aspects of you. There's your attitudes. There's your beliefs. There's your character. There's these other layers of your personality that are also just as beautiful as how you identify yourself as. And people should be judged on all aspects of who they are. And unfortunately, with marginalized groups, the stereotype is just to hyper focus on whatever marginalizes you, and that and that's not the right way to go about things, you know. And you have to practice acceptance of who you are. If you identify yourself as transgender, wear it with pride. It's a part of who you are. Bisexual, gay, lesbian, it's a part of who you are. And accepting that authenticity about you will allow you to move forward and the right people are going to come into your life with the same acceptance, right? You know, and people shouldn't judge you just on that. People should judge you on every aspect of, of what makes you the person that you are, because how you identify yourself from your sexual orientation to your gender identification, that's just a fraction of who you are. And it's not fair that you're being judged on that alone. So how you perceive yourself is important for your mental health and 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 so understanding that you know being gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual is just a part of who you are. It's not the entire being of who you are. There's so much more to you than than how you identify yourself. And once you own that, you should carry Everything about you with pride. And you should be proud of your, your resilience and, and the tools that you've attained through the years of trying to hold back and, or, or, or having the anxiety or having the depression of, of not being able to fully be comfortable with who you are. Which, like I said earlier, I completely understand and I completely uh, empathize with how helpless you, mu- you must feel in those within that time frame. And if you're still going through that, once again, I couldn't even imagine that. And, and And I want you to understand that everything that you have felt up to this point has validity to it. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you don't deserve the pain that you've gone through and the tools that you've attained, the skills that you've attained from that pain to move forward because that's very disrespectful. So the perception of yourself it's going to take you a long way, right? Once you once you say, I'm going to take that first step forward. It's scary. The unknown is scary. I don't know what's on the other side. But here's the bottom line. I'm going to bottom line it. Whatever you've been doing up to this point hasn't worked. So continuing to do what you've been doing now is going to lead you to the same path you've been on already. Owning who you really are. And I'm not even saying being comfortable yet because that takes time. I would never tell you that. But taking that first step and seeing where that door leads you is gonna lead you to a different path than you're on now, which is I would imagine is not it's pretty unbearable, right? And it's not even your fault. You're 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 being manipulated by a lot of the social stigmas that are based on ignorance. So why not challenge them? Why not say the, the reality that I've been led to believe is one based on fear. If the reality that I've been led to believe is one based on ignorance. I'm going to challenge those realities and I'm going to take that first step forward. And I'm going to be comfortable with who I am and, and move on forward. Okay. Now the question comes. So we've talked about the perception of ourselves. Now, What about how other people perceive us? That's another big fear, right? Understandably so. Well, you can't control those people. Nobody could. Whoever tries to control anything other than themselves is going to go mad fast. We cannot control other people's actions. All we could control is how we react to their actions. That's it. And so understanding that a lot of the, the judgment doesn't come for us personally, it comes because of other people's fears. It's more a reflection on the person criticizing, passing judgment, being scared. That That's a reflection on, on where they're at in life. It's not a reflection on where you're at, right? Because you've decided that you're going to be your authentic self because that's the only way you're ever going to have spiritual satisfaction. And that's a fact we have to start with 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 our genuine authenticity there's no shortcuts there folks and so once we realize that's who we want to be i don't have time to worry about where that other person is with their own toxicity that they've probably inherited right i can't worry about that because i have to worry about building myself up and that and and that takes that that's a full time job all right so I need to take that first step forward. I need, to, I need to close my eyes. I need to just bear through those first few reactions that are going to hurt, especially if they come from family. But either they're going to accept you, they're going to adapt to the situation, they're, or, or they're not. Now, the question becomes, am I better off staying where I'm at? Or am I better off eliminating the people that don't accept me? Because there is going to be, I guarantee you, I could sit here and guarantee you, there is going to be people that are going to accept you, including peers, community members, friends. They will accept you because at the end of the day, let me remind you, people love every aspect of who you are, right? Nobody's hyper-focused. The people that truly love you are not hyper-focused on your sexual orientation or your gender identification. They are focused on who you are as a human being. And those people are going to be non-judgmental towards you. They're going to be accepting of you. At the end of the day, you deserve to build the life that you want for yourself. You deserve to give your life meaning. Remember we talked about last week, giving your life meaning is your responsibility and it's going to bring accountability to your life right and and i get it i, I completely understand I, I you know there's there's uh, there's a lot of physical abuse you know there there's there's a lot of verbal abuse and and you know i'm sorry for that i i know that's hard and, and we're still in a world full of ignorance and and you know we're, there's still a lot of homophobic uh, attitudes out there but the best way to really shove it up their ass is to build the life you want to build for yourself in spite of what they might think because they don't matter. And in the world that you're building for yourself, they don't matter. The only people that matter are the people that are understanding to you, the people that are empathetic to your struggles, and the people that love you and accept you. And you deserve to have every single one of those people in your life. And they will come if you give yourself a chance right there's there's no magic person there's no magic pill there's no magic uh, anything that's gonna allow you to be your authentic self except you and it's it's gonna be one of the hardest decisions you're probably ever gonna make in your life possibly the hardest but on the other side Lie so many possibilities. On the other side lies so many goals that are achievable, right? And 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 so many truths that were clouded by the oppressive, judgmental nature of the life that you've had to live. That is not your fault. That's trauma based on the systemic nature of the communities that we live in, the culture that we're in. So I think you deserve to give yourself a chance. And I empathize with all the struggles that come with sexual orientation, gender identification, anything that has to do with the LGBTQ community and the marginalized system that lies within it, you know, which is completely not fair. But that's why there's advocacy for that. And there will continue to be advocacy for that to the end of time. So, we have equality, right? And not only equality and uh, the ability to marry whoever you want to get married to, or the ability to get the career that you want to get, uh, that you want to establish yourself in, but also the equality to go outside and not feel the tension of hate towards you because of your sexual orientation or your gender identi- identification. That's the equality that we're striving for. And until we get there, I suggest live an authentic life. Because let me say this. Sexual or romantic attraction to someone of the same gender is normal, healthy, positive form of human sexuality. That's not politics. That's not anything that has to do with anything other than research and humanistic perspectives. That's it. One of the things that has really bothered me is that sexual orientation and gender identification has become so political. It's not about your political party. It's about being a human being. It's about giving people the right to live a a, a fulfilled life, right? Like I said earlier, to self-actualize, to sit there and say, I love myself, and I was given the opportunity to do so, and I love the people around me, and in, in turn, I love this life. And that's really where we all want to be. And the barriers that this marginalized group has encountered for years and years and years and years have led to harassment, discrimination, you know, prejudice beliefs against them. And it's got to stop because it's created a culture of depression and anxiety and substance abuse. And it's created this generational. Trauma for many of these individuals and they don't deserve that nobody does So it all starts with the recognition that we're all human beings and we all deserve the same rights To strive for the meaning that we give ourselves towards life. That's really what it comes down to and this idea of social rejection or verbal and physical bullying and sexual assault and repeated episodes which lead to chronic stress and diminished mental health. That's all based on ignorance. And the fight for that will continue. The fight for that will will move forward. Because as much as I understand that a lot of people in the LGBTQ community still feel trapped within their own identity, I know there's been progress. There's been a lot of progress over the years and in 10 years, there'll be even more progress because there's so many fighters out there that are constantly fighting the good fight for that population and just civil rights in general. And for that, I have a lot of gratitude for personally. And so that's pretty much going to do it. I've gone I've a little long in the tooth. I had so much more to say, but I'm going to cut it short here. Um, again, thank you for listening, and I apologize if there was some ignorance on my part. Um, for those people that are listening for the first time, I have a very free-flowing way of talking, so I don't, I don't, I don't rehearse anything. I don't have anything. I, I have my, I have my 10 years of academia. I have my research, and that's all I need. And I have my head, because whenever I'm doing therapy, I like to be very dynamic, and I like to just talk to the person. I don't like to do this academic mumbo-jumbo shit that a lot of other people do. So it's just me and you and we're talking and we're validating emotions and we're we're in a safe space in a non-judgmental place. So in closing, I wanted to dedicate this episode to all the people that, that identify as LGBTQ that have had the courage to give meaning to their lives, to say, I'm, I, I know I'm scared, I, I know that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to fulfill my potential and this is what I have to do. And I, I commend you. I, 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 this, this episode is dedicated for the people still struggling with that idea, who, who, who's, who are still questioning whether they should take that step of coming out to their loved ones, to, to their family, to their friends. Um, I know that's not an easy decision, and, and it takes it takes a lot of courage to carry that as well. So I, I, I dedicate this show to you. Anybody that, that has coped with the, with the discrimination and the oppression and the fear of coming out to your family and sorting out all this authentic sense of self in the face of social expectations and pressure uh, that has gone through the depression, through the anxiety, and has come out through the other side, with a semblance of acceptance that takes courage. And that's why I dedicate this episode to you and to everybody that has been an advocate for, for civil rights, for the LGBTQ community. Some of the people that have built the, the, the building blocks that have allowed the future generations to live a more authentic life through less judgment and more acceptance. This episode is dedicated to you and anybody who has tried their best, even in the face of fear, to understand and to accept the LGBTQ community, this episode is also dedicated to you. And with that, I'll catch you down the road. Thank you. I just wanted to um, just kind of say that this conversation um, was incredibly simplistic due to time constraints and, you know, I understand that this is a highly complex issue. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to really go deep into it. I, I, I'll try. There's a couple of things I'm going to try. A, I'm going to try to get a guest that's well-educated um, on the subject. And B, I'm going to try to devote more time to it. But usually with just me talking by myself, I, t- I try to keep these under an hour because they get very tedious to go all the way through. But... So I apologize in advance for the simplistic nature of the conversation, uh, you know, in no way am I trying to invalidate any struggle that anybody has gone through um, with, with simplistic solutions. Every everybody's different and everybody has their own story and these are just generalized interventions that I bring out as far as trying to move forward with your authentic self. Uh, with that said. I hope you enjoy this topic and um, I'll catch you down the road.